The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. All right, the time is nine minutes past the hour. It's time to get to our guest, Lorreen Gilbert, CEO at Wealthwise Financial, on this historic day. Uh, Lorreen, thanks very much for joining us here. Uh, kind of a quirky question for you first here as we get started. Uh, is it time to retire FOMO from our essential lexicon in the markets? Well, yeah, people have had a fear of missing out, but, uh, you know, right now it's just, wrapping up the rest of this year and understanding where we are and looking forward to next year as far as the markets are concerned. And it's been a rough year for investors, definitely in both fixed income and in equities. And many investors, you know, really don't know what to do. But if we look forward and we look ahead, uh, we do see some opportunities in the market. Specifically, we like a lot of things in fixed income in the shorter term. And in equities, we're, we like, once again, emerging markets as the dollar kind of rolls over and weakens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, actually, Lorena, to, you know, emerging markets is a broad brush. But, you know, where more specifically, I mean, would it be the likes of China, the Chinas of this world? Or perhaps there's a lot of people have been gaining more faith in India. What's the deal with you? Yeah, no, we're actually looking at Latin America as one area of interest, as well as, as, well as the Pacific Rim. Um, for emerging markets. So, you know, it's been hit hard this year with the dollar being as strong as it has. And, and, uh, but now that we see that, that we do think the dollar is going to weaken, once again, I think it's time to be looking at all of an uh, international again. And then in the developed areas, we like Japan and the UK. You know, it's kind of interesting when we watch the data in the U.S. economy and, and what we can learn about the global economy as a result. On the one hand, you had consumer confidence today um, jumping to a very high level, highest we've seen in eight months. On the other hand, you know, home sales, existing U.S. home sales uh, weakened for like the 10th month, and it's a record uh, retreat. Right. So, well, the interesting part about the consumer numbers were the expectations that were the first time above 80 this year. They rose to 82.4, which was a remarkable improvement. And that was directly a result of, you know, gas prices going down, uh, inflation starting to moderate. So the, the consumer is feeling a little bit better about things. But just like you said, with rates as high as they are, interest rates with housing. We also saw a number of 32% of homes were being purchased with all cash. So people who are buying homes are looking at ways to avoid those high interest rates. But we haven't seen the full effect of higher interest rates yet, and that will be the lag that goes into effect next year. What we heard from consumers is they're thinking about not buying the big goods that we saw in the past, but more focused on 
services and vacations and those kinds of things and not really buying those big ticket items like cars and washers and dryers and things and, like that. And, and, and stocks, cars, washers and dryers yeah. and stocks. Not, not buying, you think? I mean, is that likely? Well, well, you know, I don't. I think that the consumer has actually still been investing in the market. So did you say stocks? <laughs> Yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah, no, I think. Now, is it kind of I just think, a playful question? That really, right, basically, right, we talk right, about right. Uh, obviously markets and people buying, uh, buying or selling equities. Uh, uh, but I'm sure my colleague Rashad has a question for you. Yeah, I, I wanted to have a have a think about this, uh, Lorena, because you know we're looking at uh, S and P 500 targets and where people were positioning themselves, and analysts overall are uh, going underweight consumer staples. Doesn't that surprise you if we're heading into a, a, a recession? Just surprise. It is surprising because we know everybody's talking about a recession. So the typical recession plan would be consumer staples, right? But um, I think just right now what we've seen, especially this year, is within each sector and category, there's been a huge divergence as far as equity returns. So not writing off all of consumer staples, but looking carefully to where you're investing. And I would say that in every sector that there is, there's been this huge divergence in returns within sectors. So it's really looking within the sectors to say, where are the opportunities? And like you said, it is somewhat confusing that people would not look to consumer staples because if we think we're going to go into a recession... Unless, that's unless it's all priced in, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Lorraine, I'm kind but of curious. That- well, go ahead. Finish your thought. Yeah, so an area that we like quite a bit would be on the industrial side. So we think, you know, it's more of a value play still versus a growth play in the market, and we do see opportunities in industrial. I'm trying to think about how the economy and society uh, look after we get through this. Uh, And I'm I'm just wondering whether or not um, you've had a chance to think about this. Are we moving to yet another new kind of new normal, one with higher rates, uh, more inflation, and workers um, that have a lot more flexible hours and approach to work? Yeah, well, on your question, what I've been thinking a lot about is that when whenever we come out of a bear market, there's usually new leaders that lead us out and new leaders that continue. So many investors are going to get stuck in some of those older names that did really well in the past cycle that may not be the leaders going in this next cycle. And what I see is I think AI is finally coming of age. We've been talking about it for 30 years of how is AI going to really be implemented. And it finally is being implemented. And like you said about workers, one of the things that companies are looking at is how can they use AI to decrease the amount of labor that they need and with the changing labor force and not as many people working and all of those things. So I think AI is of age and looking at those companies that are, you you see different companies purchasing other AI companies and implementing them into their company. And then what can that do to our society to help us move forward? Uh, what are you actually seeing there in, in, in terms of that space then? I mean, are you seeing real value propositions? Well, yeah. I mean, you look at what's, uh, you know, Google's def- definitely outfits working on this 
implementing AI, look at Microsoft uh, buying open AI. And so we see these different companies that are purchasing other companies or really thinking through AI, um, Rockwell Automation, looking at that, all of these kinds of companies and what is that going to mean for our society and how can they be leaders going forward? And here's a little bit of a quirky question as well. A lot of these big tech companies have become almost like staples. Uh, would you expect them to start paying dividends and higher dividends? I think dividends, we've seen many companies move towards dividends, definitely as a way to pay back investors. And, and, and investors right now have, have been looking for that as income was lower in the fixed income space, having some kind of income from equity perspective. I think that that trend will continue. I definitely think so. I think investors are looking for income and companies, I think, will be looking at paying more dividends. All right, Lorraine, thanks very much for joining us. Lorraine Gilbert, CEO at Wealthwise Financial. On the line from Laguna Beach, she probably was uh, out on the lanai or out on the beach uh, picking her stocks, getting ready for our interview. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more.